What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 231 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Hello, Tim. Like the Snowbike Mike shirt. Thank you. It's good. I like it as Solid well. Solid design. It is. You see the S for the snow. Yeah. The, the B, B for, for the, the bike. bike. The mountains, the M for a Mike. That M, you know what I mean? That M. Wow. Makes you think. It's mm-hmm. not like Andy's shirts. Don't Andy just shits shirts out for kind of funny. It's like they're pretty much spot on. <laughs> yeah. What? We need a party mode shirt. All right, it's party mode logo. Fucking Andy. When, when Should we try the con, uh, connect between three and five shirt? Yeah. I Which thought, is coming soon. I thought there was going to be like some type of K, like KFAF in the. the nope. no. 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 Too it's smart. Just, too smart. Because mm. uh, he's overworked, you guys. That's the game. Also no, true. it's not. I've seen watching Twitch all day. Uh, that's the combination that he won with. Oh, no, we need to watch that show. We, I guess. Watch that you show really now. don't. We do. And the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee. What's good, Tim? How you doing? I'm doing great. You, sh- you should listen to the pre-show, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a Patreon supporter. <laughs> a wine clinic put on. We, yeah, we, we talked a lot about wine. We talked a lot about Olive Garden. And we talked a lot about boobies. It's true. All, all of those things, things happened. And joining us for the first time on this show, for his third show of the day, yeah, Davis from The Warp Zone. Woo-woo! Welcome. So How you feeling? You got that pasta in your belly? I feel no. Nah, I went with salmon and broccoli. Okay. okay. But I got yeah. But it didn't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some, I forgot what he called it already. Rosato. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like Italian uh, rosé, but it's rosato. It's not rosé. It's fun. It's fun for everyone. It sounds like it, it does. It sounds when you say it. I think it's that rice dish that I can't remember the name. Risotto. Risotto. <laughs> Thank you. That's what it is. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. yeah. But this is the kind of funny games cast. Did the wine have the texture of risotto? Week. It actually right kind of tastes like fruit juice huh. with like red wine. On YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, we get together talk about video games, all the things that we love about them. You can get it. As a video, you can watch live if you're a Patreon supporter, or you can get the pre and post shows, the exclusive pre and post shows. Um, you can also get the show early. We give so many options here. If you don't want to do that, though, it's cool. Mondays, youtube.com slash games or podcast services. You just search for Kind of Funny Games Cast on your favorite podcast service, including Spotify, including SoundCloud, and including Beyond Pod. Is that new? No. Okay. It's a weird one. Yeah, out of your way to say Beyond Pod. Beyond Pod is like one of the more popular. Really? Of the With the Android people? Things. Is that the thing? Probably. Sure. Probably. That sounds right. Yeah. 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 It's one of those things. Like I was saying, Patreon supporters at the Silver Membership or above get to watch the show live as we record it. Get the show three days early and get the full exclusive pre and post shows. Shout out to Patreon producers Tom Bach and James Hastings. The men, the myth, the legends. Um, this episode is brought to you by... Hims and Zebit, but we'll talk to you about that later. Because right now, Davis, I asked you what games you've been playing. You sent in a whole bunch of stuff that I don't think we ever talked about on the show. Okay. So that's exciting stuff. But I want to start not with any of those. PC. (laughs) There's a lot. I mean, PC, um, it's all over the place. Sure it is. I want to start this. What is your game of the year so far? Oh. Oh, Putting you on the spot. That's a big question. Uh, There's only one correct answer. You know that, right? What is your correct answer? Resident Evil 2 Remake. I, I love the hell out of that. With Division Two, Division is there two. a butt? Excellent. My, game, uh, of my game of the year. I actually have three oh, games of the year, and, the and neither of them, none of them are out I don't yet. Either. So, amongst my favorite games of all time, Link's Awakening. Okay. Final Fantasy VIII. Oh yeah. And Classic World of Warcraft, and they are all coming out in like the next couple months. They're all getting remade or re-released. So, yeah, I'll accept it. It's a great Resident time Evil to be alive. Great so yeah. far, but the best is yet to come. No, but we said so far. 
Yeah. So best. What's yeah, don't the, try to get off the hook. What's your game Shit. of the year so far? Pick a fucking game. You can have the conversation. If, talk if it was it out. December right now, and there was to be no more games released this year, and what has already been released is all you can choose from. I would say Resident Evil Two. I've played through it a couple times now. It's Good awesome. Answer. Yeah. Solid answer. Do you think the year's been great so far? Uh, yes. I kind of think I play games from all eras at all the time. So, sure. so time, time's if, a flat circle. If you. there's yeah, if there's not anything new exciting, I'm just like digging into my back catalog. So I always think it's a good year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that they're just bringing more and more and more stuff to the Switch. Sure, that's yeah. like where I'm at right now. I'm playing Cuphead for the third time now on the Switch. So, um, have you ever beaten it? Yeah. Oh wow, Tim! That's how upsetting. many times? How many times you beat it? <laughs> Twice. Yeah, Susie, we're on the same page. Here. Barrett, do you have to get Barrett, Barrett here? Big Dick Barrett out here. Oh, I beat it three times. I just beat it. I didn't do the hard mode, so yeah, I'm up casual. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. In yeah. that regard, but there is no shame in baby ass baby mode. It's re- it's regular mode. It's no, just- Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing easy, guys. <laughs> no, there is no there is no easy mode in Cuphead. That's that's true. Yeah, there is. No, there's not. Yes, there is. No, there's not. Don't argue. What do you mean? It's not an it's not an easy mode. It's not an easy mode where people who struggle to do certain mechanics can actually make it through. It's not like Celeste, where they have a mode where you can not die throughout the whole game. What? Where was that at the end of Celeste? Yeah, they have an they have an in the accessibility features. (laughs) Yeah, you can like just fall into all the pits and you just bounce out of them. I broke up with my Joy-Con over that game. Now it's only Pro Controller. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Fair. Yeah, I was like, you job. can't get me where I need to go. I know exactly how you feel, but I completed Celeste start to finish in handheld mode. Okay, I'm just not cool enough That's to be on this podcast. Yeah, no, I it was dumb. That. <laughs> it was what it was. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> the, the, Celeste was made for the Pro Controller. Like, the, the big shoulder button, like, for the dashes and stuff, oh, mm-hmm. it feels so good. Gotta love it. Yeah. So the three games you're most excited for that are Link's Awakening. Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Remastered and, <laughs> wow, and wow, classic. Wild classic, yeah. Yeah, is there any other big games coming out this year that you're stoked like for? Like Pokemon I'm excited for because I love Pokemon. I know there's a lot of controversy around it now, but I'm still excited for it. You're going Sword or Shield? Uh, Shield because everybody wanted wow. to do Sword, but I love fighting gyms, and the I think it's a Sword exclusive is the, the fighting gym leader. So I'm like... <sighs> But these aren't really problems. These are first world gaming problems. Sure, of yeah, course. Play them definitely. both. Yeah. So Final Fantasy, can you believe it's being remastered? Uh, yes, yes, because I've wanted it so <laughs> long. And well, when they they did that big uh, direct, was it this year or last year, where they were like, Every and single one. seven, Except and eight. yeah, they skipped eight. Fucking Chocobo Mystery Dungeon or some bullshit got remade. Uh, and everyone was like, you know, shitting on me because they know I love eight. And now I'm like, guess what? It's remastered. You get the last I can't one. believe it. It looks like a PS2 game now. I never, what? Thought, wow. <laughs> I never thought we'd see the day that 8 would, would actually 8 come is out. a wonderful... I'm. It's my first uh, like console one. So like I'll always... It'll always be that special game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kind of like the new Fire Emblem. It, it takes place in like a school type situation too. The, the gardens and it's... I freaking love it, dude. On Games Daily, he was talking about how much he loves school children. If you and put... Just being around them all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, I mean, I missed oh, okay. the, the point a bit, but... Have you been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses? Uh, I haven't picked it up yet, but I'm... I've kind of, like, dabbled a little bit in the series, but it's not been my thing, but this one looks like it might be the one It's fantastic. Me. Yeah, you love it, right? The oh, review yeah. embargo is finally up today. I saw yeah, them all yeah, popping, yeah. nine Loving fives, it. nines up Loving there. it so much. I've, I've only maybe doubled my progress from last time, but okay. it's, it's getting in there now. I'm like, all right, this is Fire Emblem, baby. Let's go. Uh, but, okay, I want to talk about Dauntless. We've talked okay. about it on the oh. show. Yeah, Dauntless. I didn't know pieces. you were playing. Can we be friends? Uh, yeah, I love Dauntless. <laughs> Why? Well, so 
I I have tried to get into Monster Hunter over the years, and World was like my my the most time I put into it. But there's just too much. I got like game ADD. I'm always like just trying to like play something fun and then get out and play something new. And World, there was too much prep time, too many recipes, and too much like hunting of the monsters. Dauntless <laughs> is just like distilled down to like you go in, you you pick the the monster, you spend like two seconds looking for it. You, you, you <laughs> pop, you pop a flare, yeah. yeah, and then everyone converges, and you just like have crazy monster fights. It's all about that. Um, so that's why I'm really into it. It's completely crossplay, which is like insane. You can play. I don't know if the Switch version's out yet, but PC, up. PS4, you can switch. You can play your own account on any of the things. It's cross progression too, and and it auto fills the hunts. So like when I played World, I didn't always want to try to mess with the really at least for me, convoluted online system. Here, every time I'm fighting a monster, it's four people with me, or three other people with me, and it's epic, and everyone's got different weapons, and it's just like, it's it's what I wanted from Monster Hunter, and like all of the other stuff is cut out. You can still customize your character. There's still resource hunting to build armor, but it's streamlined such that you don't have to like kill yourself trying to figure it out. Hmm. How many hours do you think you've put into it? Um... A lot. I don't yeah, know. Have you been playing since launch? Because it's been it's been a good amount of Sorry. time now since then. I don't use a lot of. You gotta get up in there. Well, normally we do sketches, so we have a person yeah, boom who's, who's yeah. like micing me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I I'm told on everything I do that I suck at the mic, mic stuff. discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot, probably like above fifty. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I, this is what I've been trying to tell people about Donaldless as well. So I'm so glad that you're enjoying it and having a good time. It's this. It takes like that essence of Monster Hunter, but it makes it way more approachable. I also Monster Hunter World was my first real Monster Hunter experience. I had played a couple of the 3DS versions and kind of dabbled, but I was like, it was way over my head, and I was like, there's too many RPG systems. And I also felt that with Monster Hunter World, it was just so many systems at play that I just ended up ignoring like a lot of the craftable mm. stuff that I was like I'm not even gonna bother and does that mean I'm probably playing suboptimal and not really you know doing the RPG the way it's supposed to be done maybe but I still had fun yeah. and I'm still looking forward to going back into Iceborne and maybe doing that research into those systems that I just ignored the first time <laughs> but that's what's great about Dauntless is that you can do a hunt and be done in like less than 20 minutes mm. but in Monster Hunter that's not necessarily the case well, you see, know to me you know it, you know how over the moon I was with Monster Hunter right 130 hours and it was it was that I was in all the systems and I was chasing the different armor and I was farming this one monster to get the thing to do the stuff now, though, having taken so much time off of that, even getting ready for Iceborne or being excited for Iceborne, but even thinking of like, oh, man, it'd be cool to go back to that, right? Like Kevin nailed it when he predicted we'd play it for two months and never go back. Just the fact of now it is, I know that I used to know those systems, and now I can't think of how they all go back together. It's the same mm. thing with DC Universe Online. We're like, oh, man, I missed that, and I remember booting it up two year, last year, a year and a half ago, and it just being like, They've reassigned all my points and I need to do it, but I don't even know what my old build was, let mm. alone what I need to do now, where I should be going, what I should be doing, all that stuff. I think you're selling yourself short. It's a little bit like riding a bike. It's a little wobbly for the first sure. few minutes and then you're like, oh yeah, I know it. I know sick what I'm... wheelies. Exactly. Whoa. Sick wheelies. Um, I got to play the Iceborne expansion at E3 and for the first 10 minutes... It was me remembering all of the different types of ammo that go in the mm -hmm. light bow gun because that was my weapon of choice and remembering what all the different consumables do and not really digging into like the armor specs, but just being like, oh, yeah, I spent like, 
you know, 80 to 100 hours doing this. Yeah, yeah, I remember how to do memory. it. It just took a it just took a little bit. But. Yeah, when I jumped in at E3 and played too, it was the same thing of, oh, cool, I'm back and I'm doing it. I'm using my dual blades mm-hmm. and I remember all this. But it was a little bit of dropping us in easy mode, right? Because it was like, cool, just go out in the quest for your thing. Great. Everything's set up. I'm worried about going back and there have been so many updates and so many differences to the hub world and so many new items that I'm going to be like... What the fuck does any of this mean? <laughs> what do I do? Is there an inventory limit? What what armor was I chasing? And is that garbage now? Well, and that's a oh, I was gonna say it's a good Go question for, for for you, Davis, as someone who's been playing a lot of Dauntless, because Dauntless is really designed to be a more approachable, pared down experience. Do you feel like you still have enough to chase to keep you interested, or is it really just designed to be like a disposable experience? There there is still tons of customization options you can do, and you get like orbs you can socket into your things, and there's different ranks of them. So there's all always uh i haven't unlocked the hardest level of of monsters yet yeah the behemoths there's three three levels of them right yeah at least i think they just added more in some they had a whole new content thing released when i was out of the country so i haven't explored all that yet but i know there's like yeah a whole other layer of things to do and yeah i've been playing a bunch and i don't feel like i'm running out of stuff to do you don't feel it's all pointless no and there's like even even within each weapon type there's like a bunch of different builds that honestly feel like kind of different even though you're doing the same like six moves so yeah i don't know i, th- I think that there is enough to stick with for a while do you think it's enough to or easy enough that you could put it down and come back in two months and be able to drop right back in uh i i put it down for two weeks and then came back yeah, and it good. was the first fight back was Rough. Rough. I was just like on my ass the whole time getting yeah, resurrected, yeah. but by the second one, I was like S ranking. I was like chucking my axe and doing stuff. And so, yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. Because that was Barrett and I went out to the bar last night and played Ultimate Alliance. And one of the things we were talking about with it, and me in particular, of like how in love I am with that game, but the fact that it's the third in the series and it is, you know, for all intents and purposes, the things that about it that are basic, like, you know, that you drop in, everybody kind of feels the same, where you can understand like this class of person. It, feels to me the same way smash felt to you i think tim where cool i'm definitely going to put it down and i want to hit up the new moonlighter dlc and i want to do this and i uh, division's got x you know the new stuff i'm going to put down our marvel ultimate alliance but i feel like i'm going to pick it back up in x amount of time days weeks months and i'll be able to drop right back in and not be like what was i doing because the game is just built around smashing shit and leveling up okay i got that yeah yeah um did you play Dauntless at all i haven't yet no when it comes to switch because this sounds like a greg miller ass for I me, think you would really like it. For me, it, I, and when our friend Andy was working on PR for it and sending stuff out for it, and I we got it, I got the code, and I think I have installed it on the PlayStation 4, but for me, yes, the big hook was Switch and the cross-progression to have it wherever we are going. But there's also something about it where I don't know what I need to get into it. I don't know what kind of push I need because it's the same thing where Monster Hunter World got me so hard and I was so into it but Monster Hunter World was the first Monster Hunter I had played since I reviewed him at IGN on like PSP and it was like almost like I had a hangover from it of like I kind of got it so to have another Monster Hunter like game now it's that thing of cool that's awesome I'm not I'm not craving that right now right like I'm not ravenous for that and even Iceborne when I jumped back in it was that like this game was fucking awesome and it was awesome playing this with Jen every night and Kevin you know like I would love to do that again but I still sit there and I'm like, well, Borderlands is going to give me that experience and Borderlands right around the, you know, the corner. And then mm-hmm. we have, there's so many other games that I'm like chomping at the bit for that. I really, really, really want that. Like an update to monster hunter or a game in that vein. I'm just like, meh, I don't know. I know Andy played it when it, uh, Dauntless, when it first launched, he was super into it. Uh, the next game I want to talk about, I don't think I've ever heard of hunt. Showdown. Oh, hunt showdown. Yes. Uh, this game was introduced to me by Sohinky. 
It is a. It's still in like early access or, or beta, like an extended beta, but it's launching in the next couple months. It is a. Uh, it's for PC and I think Xbox now. It's a first-person shooter. It is a like PvPVE game, and it's basically it's set in the late 1800s in like the Bayou, and you make a character and you out you outfit him with cool guns and you basically load into a map. There's five teams of two. And you and your partner need to track down clues to find uh, like a horrific boss, like a giant spider creature or like a dude with a pig head and a fire. Uh, and littered throughout are tons of like zombies and Kev. hellhounds. Kev, hmm. can you look it up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think this was at E3, right? It was at the in the Microsoft presentation for Xbox. I think so. Yeah, I remember seeing. Now that you're talking about it, I, I remember seeing this, and I remember being like that looks cool. Yeah, sound design. It's so important. You have to listen for cues mm. for other players. All the other teams are trying to hunt down the person, also, so you get into like fights. Yeah. Okay, so it's first person. Yeah, look at them leeches. This is usually, this is, yeah, That's this, a cool weapon. This is a new weapon. This is like, because I'm a big Bloodborne fan, this is like my favorite weapon because it just reminds me of like a, a Bloodborne Where's weapon. You got a standard pistol there. Oh, what is that? Oh, so it's, it's really strategic and tactical. Like, And so when you, get, when you get to the boss, you have to kill it and then you have to banish it, which takes time and it alerts all the other players to you. So you kind of want to like set up traps in the building you're in uh, to stop them from stealing your prize how do you banish them you just press f or e or whatever it is and <laughs> then f to well, and then just a cool like swirling animation happens and you got to wait like a minute but it alerts every all the hunters on the map to where you are and they're trying to stop you they're trying to get the thing yeah too. the token is how you win you okay. have to like get it and you can steal it from other hunters that have it but you have to get it and get to an exit point okay so okay. then they can kill you and take the token yes so it's kind of like Battle Royale, but with a weird supernatural boss. Yeah, it's it's Battle Royale in that you have to... Yeah, capture the flag, I guess. Is uh, it, it's like, like you only have one life. If you lose... Oh, you, it's permanent? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you have to like recruit a new hunter the next time you want to play and buy... It's kind of like Counter-Strike, you know how you buy weapons mm. for that? They have a mm. similar system where you get to choose your loadouts. There's rifles and shotguns and every kind of PV, fantasy PV, things. PVE. I like yeah. that. Yeah. That's a nice ring to it. Um, but it's like, it's. I'm not even very good at it, but it's so addicting. Yeah. Like, I I, tr I got into Battle Royales for a little bit, and there's the rush of just having one life, but I don't like the randomness to it. Uh, this, you get to pick your loadout, and so there's less randomness to it, but there's still, the firefights are so tense because one lucky shot can end your whole wow. setup. Hmm, that's awesome. Are you playing on PC or Xbox? Uh, PC. Gotcha. Dork. And yeah, speaking Sorry. of PC, PC dork shit, uh, the next game we have, I also have never heard of, Mordhau. Oh, Mordhau. Mordhau is wonderful. Did you guys ever hear of Chivalry? Yes. I've heard of it. Of course. Um, <laughs> it's a first-person medieval simulator where you're just It was really swords. huge. Yeah, I was obsessed with Chivalry. Chivalry 2 is coming out, so I'm excited for that. And this is just like that, but with... Uh, multiplayer uh, medieval slasher. Creature, mercenary, and fight in brutal battles where you will experience fast-paced combat, castle sieges, cavalry charges, and more. Yeah, it has an insane first person. I don't know if they'll actually show you the the HUD, but you pick where you, how you swing, where you swing. You can do cool parries and reversals. So this is similar to For Honor. Um, why would he do that? <laughs> oh, so you can flip it. That's better against armor. You can knock off armor pieces it's of your show opponent. Show people, Kev. Uh, hold on. If you're an audio listener, he was swinging the sword by the blade rather than the hilt. There's oh, there's like, a whole Reddit post about Mordhau being a better game than For Honor. There it is, yeah. Turn it around. Yeah, wow. yeah it's really more like uh, 
For Honor Ooh. is like cool, but it's so. Oh, he hit him with the butt end of the sword. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's really just like it's. It looks just like chivalry. It feels just like chivalry, except for like some some new features, and you can kind of like customize your loadouts and stuff. It's another game that I am so bad at, but being in like a sixty plus person server and just like running in and screaming, and <laughs> you'll you'll be like fighting. I'll have died like eight times in a row, and then I'll just get a lucky thing and I'll cleave somebody's head off, and I'll feel like I'm fucking. From the best Jedi or game. like a knight or like <laughs> yeah, Aragorn yeah, yeah. or something. You're just like, yeah. And that one kill will sustain me for like an hour. I'm <laughs> I'm <laughs> that dying. one piece of endorphin. <laughs> yeah. And then in a much more lighthearted game, Cadence of Hyrule. Oh. I still haven't played. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because uh, I didn't I have played internet it before access. you? I didn't have internet access for uh, the flight back from, I think it was E3, right? Or was it? Yes, it came RTX out. Yeah, it came that week. I, I, one of the two. And then I just got totally screwed out of it. Um, and you would yet. love oh, yeah. it. Rhythm and Zelda. I didn't like Crypt of the Necrodancer that much. I think the reason why you might like Cadence of Hyrule instead is because it's it, they, they, <laughs> yeah, no, the, the Zelda. I like the music in Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yeah, the Zelda pull though in Cadence of Hyrule really harkens back to early Zelda games. That exploration, that not knowing what's behind the wall, having to search for hidden objects, like really just feels super nostalgic in that way. So even if you've never played Crypt of the Necrodancer, you can, if you're a, like a like a deep Zelda fan from like decades ago, like you'll be able to pick this up because you can turn some of the beat matching elements of it off, like that really defined what Crypt of the Necrodancer was. There are, things inside the menus that can make it a little bit easier if you just want to have that puzzle exploration side of it and don't want to focus too much on the beat matching. Is but that good though? That sounds like it, it kind of It depends on the, the, the style of play. Is it the way it's intended to be played? No, right? It's intended to be played in a way that you're, you're supposed to really strategize watching all of these different monsters move around the map to these different beats and then timing your moves and your combat almost in like a dance mm -hmm. where you're like flowing across the map um, to these different rhythms. And what's cool about it is that each time you move in a tile, the, the song and the tempo changes. But they have like a little metronome on the bottom of the screen to help you keep your rhythm, which the is tempo, nice. Yeah. How, how did you do? I sucked at this game. And I love music and rhythm games. You know yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And I just like could not get a groove. I am like the only person that doesn't love this game. I love the music. I love the Zelda stuff because I'm a big Zelda fan. Um, I played for a couple hours with the beat on. And then I just got so tired of, even if I wanted to skip through levels, you have to go on the beat. Otherwise, it stops you. So I turned it off. Uh it's cool. It is like a dance strategy game mm -hmm. because you almost have to plan based on enemy movements and your weapons and abilities. Like you have to time out how many squares and jumps you want to do, which is like cool, but it's just not, it's not my thing. And it looks, it's gorgeous. And it looks so much like a Zelda that I just wanted it to be <laughs> a regular Zelda. But, but I'm glad I like bought it and supported the developer. And it's, I know that people that like fucking love it. So you, you might love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to give it a shot. I How think the much? Venn diagram overlap for Tim oh, Gettys is there. But I was, again, I, I really tried. I gave Necrodancer like multiple shots and it's just something about it. I was like, it, it felt like it wasn't enough of a rhythm game, which is a weird thing to say, but it did feel almost more like strategy RPG, just like, um, so, you know, like a strategy RPG, you're kind of like choosing the grid system of where you're going, but then you take like the active time battle of a Final Fantasy where it's like, it's still turn-based, but it's like, you got to keep moving, you got to keep it quick. It kind of felt like that. I'm like, I don't know that I necessarily want either of those things together you want and add Zelda to it. And it's just like, hmm, like I will, all three of those things now, I'd rather kind of this, this, or this, not 
not together. But how many songs are there? Is that like just the same mm. Zelda Overworld theme there's, over and over? There's or? a bunch, and I believe there's like three versions of each, depending on okay, like cool. if you're in combat, if you're not. Um, but a lot of times I'll just sit on a screen and listen to the music. Mm-hmm. That's rad. Yeah. Cool game. Uh, and then Cuphead. You're playing for the third time on Switch. I am. In your Tesla. Like, wait, what? You can play in your Tesla? It, yeah. Cuphead. Not yet, right? They're releasing Tesla, it? Yeah. yeah. On I'm the just, big screen. I'm just what, it's just yeah. the wor- World 1 or whatever, right? First Island, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, you said you beat it two times now. Was it on Xbox and then on PC? Yeah, I did on Xbox, then I got it on PC, and now I have it on Switch. How far are you? Uh, I'm on the second chunks of islands. Um, but yeah, I'm just going through it at a fun pace. I tried playing it because I was, it was when I was in England. And so I had to kind of use the Joy-Con for a little bit, which is also, this game is not a good Joy-Con game because you just have to like so precisely dodge projectiles and, and aim and stuff. But, um, it's great with the pro controller and. I, I can't believe I'm still like in awe every time I turn it on that it's on the switch. I don't know like why. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, oh, you should have always been here. This is like, it's crazy. Yeah, um, I ran into one of the creators of it at uh, E3. Wait, that's not right. Where did I just go? Comic Con, and uh, <laughs> we were talking about the the Netflix show, which is just insane. Yeah. Like, did yeah. you hear about this? That got announced while I was playing on the switch. Yeah, and I was like. All right, cool. <laughs> so crazy. Cuphead animated show on Netflix. Like, yeah. That's, that's going to be so great for that IP because I want a Cuphead too. Sooner oh, than you're going to get a Cuphead. But it's going to be well, so they, they delayed that DLC. DLC they delayed it. It was supposed to be this year and they pushed it to 2020. 2020. Well, I think that they're in a better sh- in better shape for Cuphead 2 mm-hmm. because they've learned from their woeful mistakes of their animation process for the first Cuphead, which obviously delivered this beautiful product, but their workflow inefficiencies were really substantial, which is why it took so long for Cuphead to get made. And they've been introduced to a lot of more advanced ways to do the type of animation that they're trying to do so they can optimize their workflow for Cuphead 2. So hopefully we won't have to wait six or seven years to see Cuphead 2. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the DLC, it's like, it's coming along and it's going to be great, but like, I still don't think it's going to be that substantial. Like, it might be sure. like a island. Like one island. Yeah, yeah. which, hey, I'm going to, I'll take it. Like, that sounds awesome, but it's good that they're not really in charge of making the TV show. They're like, there's going to be <laughs> yeah. another studio making that. They're kind of just like making some decisions. What's up? Uh, you know, I don't follow. Well, no. So, do you think, and I, they haven't announced another project, right? The, no. the DLC is all they talked about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No. Just making sure. The last delicious course is what they're publicly working on. Do you yeah. think their next thing's Cuphead 2 and they double down? It or, must be. or you don't think they do something different? Why would they? I mean, especially if they're but making here's a the TV thing. show. Yeah, but here's the thing. You're thinking as if they were developers working for EA or whatever. They're weird indies, right? And they're weird indies up in Canada. Creatives. They're, exactly. They don't want to do the exact same Until thing. Until Cuphead is in Smash, they're, they're going to keep making Cuphead. Oh, okay. Like, okay. That's, is that like a direct quote from somebody? No. No, that's just but, Tim Getty. That's a Tim no, Getty. No, but I mean, like, real. I talked to him at GDC, and he was like saying, like, because that was when, uh, around that time is when they made some announcement for, it was right after the Joker stuff. So um, people were like super stoked. He's like, dude, we got to get Cuphead and yeah. Smash. Like, yeah, that yeah. would be so great. Um, he was doing IGN interviews about that as well, and I talked to him a little about it at Comic-Con. It's like, it's going to happen eventually. Oh, know? yeah, eventually, I know. And it's just like, I just feel like it being a Netflix show is going to be so great for Cuphead as a brand. A, a brand. Yeah. Um, that Cuphead 2, I think, is inevitable. Like, they, they have to do it. And I, it might not be the exact same thing, but... Strike uh, while the iron's hot. Yeah, totally. And I think it's going to be hot for a, a long time. Like, And especially if they're going to keep being partnered with Microsoft, like, Microsoft could use... Uh, identifiable characters. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. So I'm all about it, man. 
Let's go. We got you. You need to beat Cuphead one day. I, 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 you got it yeah, in you. Yeah, fucking right. You got it in you. I'm with you. I'm sure I do, but I just, I, that falls into the Super Mario Maker thing as I watch Andy do. Or I'm it just like, nah, I don't, so want, I don't want to be punished. I don't want to repeat the same thing over and over again to get to past the next thing. Yeah, no thanks. I'm good. Yeah. I respect it. I totally get why people love it. But like, uh, it's, it, that goes back to what I was talking about with like, you know, with all the throwback and retro stuff, people get so excited, and I'm, I'm always, and I like it. And there's certain ones, obviously, that speak. This isn't a, this isn't a, a, a Greg rule or something. But if games hadn't evolved past what they were in terms of game design, I wouldn't be a gamer. Like I just wouldn't like playing stuff, and like when you play Punishing Ninja Turtles on fucking NES Battletoads, like the things that like people are like, oh man, I really that's a really hard game. I'd be like, yeah, it's not hard and I get excited it's hard and I get frustrated I don't want to play this you know what I mean I, I want to play games for entertainment I want to pl- play games to succeed not that I need baby ass baby mode not that there's anything wrong with that or do I need the game just to be a narrative you know uh, a walking simulator stuff yeah. right like you know, baby ass baby mode of Cuphead's YouTube one more time Baby ass baby. It's just watching somebody else play. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but it's just I'm not that. You know me. I'm just not that platformer guy. Like, honestly, we talked about it on. It's boss fights, right? It kind of is. I mean, it's not. But when we when I talked about this recently on, I guess Games Daily or whatever. Oh, me and Gary were arguing about trophies some more because, of course, if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, I got my 100th platinum. No big deal. Thank you all for celebrating. That's why I only drink out of this. What did Ubisoft give you? Ubisoft sent a box inside, mainly was the, the, a cake. I don't know if you saw it. Did not. They sent a Susie cake that had uh, Platinum 100 on it. Hell yeah. And it kind of got shifted around. It was kind of fucked up. Uh, and then they I gave. I wonder how. Kevin? No, actually, what? I think it was me. What? No, yeah. Why the people, are you blaming, you piece of shit? Because we, we're all in there going, what's this one? And Joey's like, it's fragile. It's fragile. It says fragile, really big on it. Damn. That's a good Kevin laugh. Yeah. But there is a still of me on the subreddit tipping it like yeah. this to get the, the words on the screen. Uh, and inside there was the comic books for the division. There was a poster. There were some keychains. There was a battery uh, charging pack. There was a code for some of the cash keys for the uh, heat wave apparel event that's going on right now. Just cool stuff like that. Just a little the, celebration. Did that come up? Oh, no. Remember, that I bought this off. The, if you're an audio listener, I have a PlayStation Trophy Glass that I bought off Merchoid and when it finally got here because I ordered it months ago when it finally got here it was so close to Platinum 100 I was like I won't I drink wait. out of it this until is my I trophy you gotta Literally. I did and I did? did I know I spent, I spent the 20 bucks that yeah, water is extra hydrating hey man you know what I mean Anything. how was the the stream I didn't get to tune thanks Tim for all your support <laughs> yeah. it's always really yeah, yeah, yeah. good to know you're a close friend uh, it was great it was cool it, me and Fran got out there again we hadn't done that in a long time it was me Fran uh, uh, Richie uh, line cook himself mm-hmm. and then uh, the Platinum Prince Josh Grav who of oh, course yeah? I gave a lot of shout outs to there and I'll give him a shout out here. Josh is the one who helped me grind out the Dark Zone PvP ones I needed. What were the Dark Zone platinum? You gotta go in. You have to to extract something from every Dark Zone. Not tough. I'd already pretty much done that on my own. But then it's the normal one of kill a rogue or whatever. Rogue agent in every Dark Zone. Oh, finding those is actually very difficult. And that's why, uh, just like Division 1 where I did it with Cameron this time around with uh, Josh. We'd go in and then he would go rogue? He leaves the team. He shoots me dead. I come back in and kill him. There you go. That's one, two, three. And then there was another one of cutting the line and taking somebody's drop. When like is they're about to export it? Or oh, okay. But it's and that that's my thing about and I'm not trying to go on a rant about trophies or whatever. I understand the reasoning behind putting those in because that's a cool thing. Most people are if they're caring about trophies or hunting those trophies, which means you just sit there and do it the wrong way. So like, why even put that crap in? Yeah. Especially when it's tied to something that's matchmaking based yeah. and is tied to server populations. Because didn't we talk about one of the most egregious was ones was from Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it was like an impossible task to get, totally. and it's almost like they put it, it in as a troll. 
And so it's like because you only get Jason as like an RNG pick. Like you yeah. can ask to be p Jason, but there's no guarantee out. that you get to play as Jason. And so trying to get him X amount of times for the trophy was like, yo, this is yeah. Not people cool, and like that's bro. and that's the thing is like I would uh, those kind of trophies if you wanted to, multiplayer trophies are done the best by Naughty Dog in uh, all the Uncharted <laughs> games where it was literally like try this mode, try this other mode. Cool, you've gotten all the Uncharted tro multiplayer trophies for the base game. For the Platinum. We're going to do DLC, and it will be now. Get a million kills with this, do this thing, get all that. But that's not stuff that affects the Platinum that's actually going. DLC trophies are their own beast. You can just go in and do it and keep people going. So, like, that's my thing, too, with, like, Friday 13th, which I love, right? It was, like, make that an a, a attainable Platinum and a fun Platinum, and then, yeah, go ahead and put in a DLC trophy that is get Jason a million times or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, or, or the, make it an achievement in the sense that it's not just, like, a, a checkbox on your, your trophies or your achievements, but that instead of making it a trophy, make it like an exclusive cosmetic item. Like sure. if you get this crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. number of things and you get this like super rare like mask or yeah. costume or when something. When trophies and achievements are done right, they get you to play something you wouldn't normally play or play a way you wouldn't normally play. And that's the thing, right? Where it's like, cool, yeah, maybe in Uncharted, I wouldn't have tried those modes, but I did because of this and I found, you know, 5% of the, that group finds out they love Uncharted multiplayer and plays Uncharted multiplayer, right? Uh, whenever it's the Try every weapon. That's always a really good idea because I'm totally not that guy where I come in and I'm like, I'm going to use like, you know, the division. I use an assault rifle and I use a shotgun and I use the uh, crossbow as my main, right? That if I didn't have to go experiment, I would have stuck with that. But you experiment, go around, you find different things, different tactics, different moves. That's cool. That's a great way to do it. Was there any moment during your stream you thought you weren't going to be able to do it? No, I had, done, I had gone and done a lot of legwork not to do that. I did have a scare in the morning when we were driving, when I was uh, coming to work on the tr the bus. I was going through, looking at the trophies one more time, and I was like, wait. And I texted Fran. I'm like, the last two things, because all I had to do was do two missions on hard. Uh, and I was like, they're strongholds. Do we have to do things to unlock those? And Fran's like, I can't remember either. And you just I was changed like, the difficulty. Yeah, no, it was fine. But yeah. I, I was concerned all of a sudden. I'm like, shit, is this two missions? Are these two missions about to turn into like six total? Because I have to do two other things. Oh, and I didn't have to do any of that. See, so then you I got just in asked there. me, why are you asking Fran? We were already talking about it because Fran doesn't play know. Yeah, you know what I mean. But we got here when I got. You know, I was just away from the thing, turned it on, and yeah, we were fine. But yeah, once we got in and got going, now it's fine. Hmm. Well, congratulations. Fun Thank you. We were I'm rusty excited to jump fuck. back in. We were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, hard isn't hard, especially for, like, level 500 people. No. But Fran was like, oh, it's going to be so... Shot dead. <laughs> we were all like, you idiot, Fran. And then I got shot. <laughs> fuck, this is going to be tougher than we thought it was going to be. But it was a fun time. It was a good time. A lot of people showed up. You got some more Pokemon Go stuff. I, well, I want to make one, po one point that I mm -hmm. think was interesting. Uh, we were picking, I, I was driving there originally and got off track. What I want to do about... Something I hadn't talked about in this showcase, actually. Oh, we're talking about easy. You were just talking about easy and Cuphead and how Cuphead could be a game I should play and do all these mm -hmm. different things, right? On my hunt for the 100th Platinum, right, when I was just knocking out other Platinums, I was doing all the Radalika games, right, which are, you know, usually just not great games with easy trophy lists, right? Like the five-minute trophies, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had done one. Kevin, can you bring out my trophies? I forget what the name is. Yeah, I want to say... Which, what's the website? PSNprofiles.com slash Game Over Greggy. Do you care about trophies, achievements, any of that stuff? Uh, trophies do not do much for me, but when I one pops up, I feel like I... Hey, that's cool. Yeah, I beat that mission in the campaign. All right, I am pretty good. <laughs> pretty proud of that. But I'm, I'm not like a person that will hunt him down. Give me a couple more scrolls. There you go. Stop. 
Metagal. Metagal. I started playing, right? And it was... I think I told you about this, but we never talked about it on the show. I was playing it, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's Mega Man inspired. It's a, it's a Mega Man game, right? And I was like, I'm not a Mega Man fan, but the trophies are easy. And I was playing, and I was actually having a good time with it. To the point that when I, I platinumed it in whatever it was, like 15 minutes, yeah. and I shut it down, we were going somewhere, and I went and I bought Mega, Mega Man you, Legacy you, Collection. We did talk about this on the show. I don't remember did which we? one. Yeah. I really, you, it went that far. Did you actually yeah. start playing it? I've played Mega Man 2 and beat Mega Man 2 for the first time. No way. Yeah. Now, granted, because, of course, the Legacy Collection is totally not what would have driven me away from Mega Man, which is like, oh, I fucked up. Rewind. Oh, I fucked up. Rewind. Uh, I don't have to fucking sit there and get punished over and over and over again and feel like an uh, asshole, right? Good for Instead, you. I went in there, I was doing the boss things, learning their strategies, jumping over shit. It's like, this is fun. That's awesome. But because I could rewind and not be feel like I was being right? drugged through a bed of glass like I feel a cuphead would make me feel. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. As everybody knows, I've fallen in love with Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. The, the street continues. Jen and I are still getting up early in the morning and going for walks, getting a, a cup of coffee, walking around, playing Pokemon Go. Uh, How many do you have now? Uh, pretty much them all. I don't know. I'm not I'm not playing it that way. I did send Goldfarb and I were, I had a bunch of nerdy questions, so I'm texting Andrew mm-hmm. Goldfarb about it, and uh, eventually he's like, send me a screenshot, and he was very impressed that I had gold in the Kanto region and silver in the other two. So he's like, mm-hmm. that's pretty good for how how much you, how long you've been obsessed. I'm like, good to know. Uh uh, yeah, so I've already talked everybody's year off about Pokemon Go, but what I was really blown away with was Community Day, where, so every month, you know, they do Community Day, where, I guess, for three hours, it was four to seven, this last one, it was over the weekend, right? Uh, this one in particular, it was four to seven, triple XP, and a bunch of mudkips were going to be out, so you could get them and do God that. They have mudkips, I know, man. right? They're everywhere, you know what I mean? But there was, you know. They're, they're a meme. Are they? The mudkips What's the meme? I don't remember. It was so long ago. They're just. But I, I heard you like mud mudkips. But it's spelled weird. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that meme, but it's I like it already. Andrea's on it. I heard, I heard you like mudkips. <laughs> yeah, I heard you. I heard you like mudkips. Mean. I heard you like mudkips. Oh, it's, it's it's spelled all funny too. Heard mm. as in like a hurt, like you heard cattle. H e r d u l i e k. Yes, mud I have kips. my ad block on. Get what off the my fuck shit. Is this? Anyways, <laughs> mudkips triple XP for three hours, right? And what I've always, not not I've always said, but like with Jen and I being obsessed with Pokemon Go right now, it's so crazy to have it suddenly kind of peeled back, like how people are still into this game. Because the conversation about Pokemon Go that got us started playing was just how successful it is and how they've added so much stuff and all these different things. And then, you know, a couple weeks ago now or whatever, last week, Jen and I were walking around uh, Golden Gate Park and she was like, we're, it was a quiet morning and there was a woman in front of us and her joggers walking as well. And she's like, look, she's playing Pokemon Go. I'm like, no, she's not, because like, well, I'm there fucking cashing everything left and right. And she's like, no, she's just doing Pokestops. And sure enough, every time it came up to a Pokestop, it made the noise in her earbud, I guess. And she pulled it up, got the Pokestop, did it. And like, since now starting to play, it's this fucking bizarre thing of like, it's the thing. I Whenever people pass me, I look at their phone and like 80% of the time, these fuckers are playing Pokemon Go still and wandering around doing stuff. And it's like, like uh, the end of John Wick 2 when he's there after him and all of a sudden everyone's an assassin. You're just like... Everyone plays Pokemon. Exactly, right? (laughs) And so it's been cool, but it's like not everybody. So it's just like, you know, these interesting things of, oh, uh, that person's walking and playing too. That's interesting. Uh, But this community was coming around. We, I had almost, Jen and I had almost forgotten about it. But when we heard about it, like, oh, fuck, yeah, let's go do it or whatever. So, you know, four to seven, we popped out there at, you know, 415 or whatever and went into the park. And I was floored. I was floor Tim. Everyone was out they there playing Pokemon, Pokemon Masters, Go. Man, everyone. And it was it was such a I, I felt like time jump moment to when Pokemon Go launched. 
Because if you remember when it launched, it was everywhere and you couldn't get away from it. And like, you know, Dirty Nellies had the sign outside about not being a Pokestop. Go away, even though they were a Pokestop. And like people were in our sleepy neighborhoods, like yelling about Charmander and running around. And it was like, it's my whole life. Now that I I know, right now that I'm playing it, it's like I kind of long to be like, oh, man, I wish I was this into it when that was happening. Right. Because it is like Jen and I definitely have done the thing of like, oh, we walk up to a gym. Let's can we do it or a, a raid? Can we do it? And it's like. Ah oh, man, it's it's five of the mad, mad faces, and there's just two of us. There's no way this five is this gonna. Faces. We're not gonna be able to do this. Oh, no. And so like to you know have it those original days where everyone was there. I was like that would have been cool. It turns out that community day is that community day is that just distilled down because the park was crawling with people. And like yeah, we went and did a raid. It was the first time I went and did a raid, and it was a full like in a second it was twenty people that were all set to go and play and fucking yeah. crush it. And then just wandering around in general, everyone was out there. People are dressed, they're cosplaying in the park, they're Hell doing all yeah. the things. I was like, so what Pokemon are you gonna cosplay as? Uh, that's a great question. I think I'm gonna be I'm gonna probably cosplay as a trainer. I don't wanna be I don't wanna be one of these slaves I have, all right? And these monsters I get that I put in a wow. cockfights, all right? Yeah. I grab these guys and make them fight to the death. You know, that's that's that their job. Mm-hmm. Do they pass out, dude? No, 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 not my guys. You know what I mean? I have my own narrative for what's happening to these guys. <laughs> I, I'm not using Revive. It's straight to the sausage factory with you. Whoa. Give me my piece of candy. My God. Uh, but yeah, it was awesome, and it was incredible. I was really, really blown away. It gets me excited for PAX. Like, I want to do a, 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 some as organized as it can be, as my schedule's still coming together with a yeah. million different panels. But like, hey, let's do it. Yeah, and we've been talking about doing a, a crossover event because Joey and I were chatting about doing a Wizards Unite crawl during packs as well and because they're built on the same system yeah. it'd be really easy to get uh, like a Wizards Unite cross Pokemon Go mm-hmm. group Everybody together yeah. do like a West Side Story reverse pub crawl where you guys meet in the middle and you kind of like fight give each other shit <laughs> throw a phone at each other does anybody have a charger literally like all the stops are identical because it's built by the same company um, oh is every every Pokestop yeah is they're both Niantic games yeah it's, it's all built on Ingress I haven't, I haven't seen um, anything but I I was trying to find the video I did for, for Gamer Next Door Weekly uh, when I did a video in the Pokemon crawl the Poke crawl that happened here in San Francisco right at launch yeah it was like April 2016, and the starting point was in Dolores Park, and there was like 5,000 people who showed up for this bar crawl, Insane. and it was just wild, and so we did a video across the whole thing, and people would like splinter off with their groups, and you get like these grumpy regulars at these local bars oh, yeah. that are like, we don't want no fucking Pikachus in here, because yeah. there were so many people in cosplay, and it was a, such a surreal experience, and it went it. super late into the night, but because it's a victim of you know digital deletion um, because when 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 Playboy shut their editorial division, they deleted all of the editorial content off the internet. Jerks! Just like all my clever games videos are poof gone off the internet. Just like when Kevin gets mad at us, he's going to delete all the videos. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Make backups, you guys. That's what archives are for. But no, it's just it's it's been really cool. Like I, you know what I mean for just in general this Pokemon stuff and playing it and actually being like you know over the weekend we were playing and it was just that thing of like let's go see a movie. All right, cool. Do you want to just walk there? We walked from our house to the Alamo, right? Wow. And it's like, that's a walk. That's, really? a, that's a hike. You know that's what like I mean? a 40-minute walk. I know. Yeah, I know. We're, we're, and then when you're stopping to get Pokemon, chalk it more up to like an hour, and there's a lot of elevation changes in there. and all. But it's like, it's just such a, a goofy, dumb thing that I think is like actually getting me out and exercising, which is always trouble, right? And Bernie lost 10 like, pounds. Yeah, right? And like, that's why we're doing, well, that's one of the reasons we're doing it every morning, I think, is in general, Jen, she already was doing this, and I was like, shoot me in the face before I just walk around for no reason. Was it like uh, how, many times, how many times? Oh man, another tree. 
Like I've seen the fucking trees. <laughs> the trees. Oh, but the ducks are still here. Fucking ducks. No, exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Mystery. Never thought Greg Miller would be stoked about pidgeys. Oh, I'm not. Well, it's uh, I, uh, here's the struggle I have is that you got those mistrevious, right? And let me tell you, they fucking live in Golden Gate Park. They mm-hmm. just that's just their their hive, and they're my bros. Yeah. But I got I only have so many Pokemon space, so I got to delete them once in a while. And it just sucks because I don't you army. use them to power level other Pokemon though? Yeah, you're the same type. Yeah. yeah. So you make them into candy. But then there's one time where I like literally I rolled into a thing. <laughs> I rolled into a battle and it was like you oh. got into Pokemon so, Go. No, 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 no. I'm I I I was really <laughs> He's talking into about it. candy and you're like no, no, no I don't I'm, know I'm what laughing the heck. because the, you kill the Pokemon. Like you send it 100%. off. You send it away and you get candy back and then you feed it to their brother. Yeah, like we all know what's happening there. Yeah, it makes them stronger. They're killing them. No, I I loved when it first came out. I was obsessed and I, my friends we'd all we would go to brunch and we would do stuff uh Santa Monica Pier oh great place huge. To catch I saw the first weekend somebody just shouted Squirtle and a mo- like people got like trampled <laughs> it was insane but at least the, the places down there the restaurants were like five percent off if you show us if you come to play Pokemon Go and you show like your waiter and stuff yeah. like at least where I was all the establishments there embraced it um so there's definitely a mix here. Like there was the ones that are like, this is going to be great for our business. But then the, the place Dirty Nellies he was talking about is this like shitty Irish bar. Yeah. <laughs> and they, oh, did, they okay. wanted they, no part was, of this. Yeah. yeah. And the, the San Francisco, like there's a lot of attitude at some of the more okay. established places. And by established, I mean old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then all the new like hip places, they're all like, yeah. Yeah, totally. Thank they're God like, bring your startup money us. to our yeah, Pokestop. exactly. <laughs> we used to do like just walks at night all around our town and you'd see like groups of kids all hang out. Like yeah. everybody. Also like parents were playing with their kids. It was like a great. Yeah. It, when it first it, came out, it was the, beautiful. Dude. It, and again, you're making me nostalgic and for community it. community day was that on such a, again, it's just distilling it down, putting everybody in one spot. But it was the exact same thing of. You know, like grandparent level old people walking around playing it, right? Dads and their daughter, uh, us, you know, you know, super young kids, parents who didn't give a shit with super young kids that were playing it. And it was just like, it's just so fucking crazy and awesome. And they, again, as again, how this all started, talking about how they continue to add to the game. Like they put in Team Rocket this week, right? And like they did it for one day and it went away. And now it's back today. And it's like now adding in. PVE battles, which I like. I like, you know, I'm challenging even Jen just for like our ultra f- our friendship levels. I'm like, this sucks. I hate this fight. But when it's like I'm fighting a computer to get the these Pokemon that have been poisoned, not poisoned, but like they have a shadow on them and I got to purify them. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. And now I'm down to one more, so I got to look for a Pokestop out there right now that's haunted or whatever. I got to get these Team Rocket motherfuckers. This oh, is yeah. this thing that kind of makes me a little bit sad for Wizards Unite is that. Niantic took like all of their learnings from Pokemon Go and went into Wizards Unite with it, but the core gameplay is so much more difficult to do while you're walking than Pokemon Go is that I think that's the big hindrance for me. So I was in um, Santa Monica last week to play a game that I can talk about next week. And we were uh, walking along um, kind of near where the pier is to along Ocean Avenue. And there's a ton of stops there. And because it was a full moon, there were werewolves out. And that was like a really in cool... In real life. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a cool in-game event weapons. that, you know, because in, in the Harry Potter universe, there's werewolves and blah, blah, blah. Right? And so I was trying to catch one of these werewolves. But in order for me to get the spell cast the right way, I would have to stop and hold the phone with my hand and then draw it as accurately as I could because with Pokemon Go, you can just flick 
the pokeball with your thumb while you're holding it with one hand and so you can like have a coffee in your other hand or hold your dog leash or do whatever else you want with your other hand use your imagination but like <laughs> it's a full moon you can't, you, can't, you can't really do that with Wizards Unite particularly somebody like me who has you know Two tiny hands. lady hands like I and I have a giant phone like I can't do this most of the spells with a single swipe of my thumb and that little piece is such a big deal with how repetitive the gameplay is in both of those games but you don't feel the repetitiveness in Pokemon Go the same way because it feels like it's rewarding every time whereas I feel like I fail the spells in Wizards Unite mm. a lot mm. even if I even if I make a great or a magnificent spell like the the items still get away a fair oh, amount of times mm. and I didn't feel that way with Pokemon with Pokemon Go, I felt like, yeah, there were some times, right, where they break out of the Pokeball, you need a stronger ball or whatever, where you have to use, like, the special items, but it still felt more rewarding than Wizards Unite does, and that's why I think I'm having such a hard time staying connected yeah, and where committed. Are, where are you right now with Wizards United? Because all you talk about is this goddamn Lego Tower. It's all, uh, I see yeah, Joey s- talking about it. I see Steinway tweeting is, about is, it. is my bay right now. Um, so I haven't really picked it up because in my neighborhood, unlike in, with Pokemon Go, at least I could catch Pidgeys and other random Pokemon, like, around my house, there sure. is nothing around my house um, in the Wizards Unite app. Yeah. I have to go to where the gym is, where the Pokemon gym is, uh, to get anything to appear, and it's super frustrating, so I, when I'm home, like, I never play, because mm. I'm not gonna, like, go walk out by myself and play. I mean, I could, but I don't, because I would rather you stay got home. got Lego and... Tower to play. Exactly. I, I got Lego le- Tower. I got levels to stock. Going? So I've... Oh, God, Joey, Joey yes. Joey, Joey on the, the shock mic. Words. So I'm super excited that I finally like I'm starting to like finesse uh, my Lego tower and really kind of min maxing my abilities. So I admittedly have spent about 15 to 18 dollars of my money. Tell me what that did for you. Let me tell you about our ads. This episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast is brought to you by Hims. Summertime is here, and while you may be breaking out that baseball cap for a day at the beach bar park, if you're wearing it to hide thinning hair, you may not have to anymore. Just like Andy and Nick, when's the last time you saw them in a ball cap? Never. When's the last time they had for Hims gummies? Probably this morning. Uh, well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. That's what they are all about. There's no snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by Kevin's favorite thing in the world, science. There's no waiting rooms, no awkward in-person doctor visits. You can save hours by going to 4 It's so easy. You just answer a few quick questions. The doctor will review and prescribe you what you need. Uh, Nick did it. That's how easy it is. Stop worrying about sunblock on that spot of thinning hair and do something to help stop hair loss and help promote hair growth. Products are shipped directly to your door. It's discreet. You don't need to worry about being judged by anybody. Uh, listeners, you guys can get a trial month of Hims for just $5 right now while supplies last. You can see the website for full details and safety information. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy, but now you can just go to 4 slash kinda. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash kinda. 4 slash kinda. Also, shout out to Zebit. No one likes zero of anything. Like when you break your phone and lose contact with the outside world, that means zero calls, zero text, zero internet, zero mapping services, zero social media. Honestly, life without a phone means pretty much zero everything. Having zero of anything is hardly ever a good thing. 
unless we're talking about Zebit. Let me tell you why. That's Z-E-B-I-T. They'll change your whole perspective on Zero forever. This could have really helped out some of my friends back in, in their early college days, making their first financial decisions. Um, there's zero sign-up fees. The Zebit Marketplace makes buying things super easy. Uh, a better credit option. Zebit provides a better credit option for those who need it. They allow you to buy what you need and pay overtime interest-free. That's a good zero. With Zebit, there's no cost to join, no membership fees, and no late fees. Again, that's a good zero. Uh, no, no need for Zebit to check your credit score. Don't know how to incorporate zero into that one, but you get the idea. It's a good zero. Huge marketplace. Kevin, what was that? <laughs> Zebit has everyday items at everyday prices. They have more than 50,000 products in their marketplace with brand names like Xbox, Sony, Apple, GoPro, and Fitbit. They got pretty much everything you need. And Zebit has a five-star rating on Trustpilot, and they've earned the trust of more than a million customers who shop on Zebit. Wow. Five stars? That's much more than zero. Uh, sign up for Zebit today at zebit.com slash kinda and get up to $2,500 credit to the shop to shop the Zebit marketplace at zero interest and zero cost to join again. Good zeros. Uh, that's Z-E-B-I-T dot com slash kinda for up to $2,500 of interest-free credit. Zebit.com slash kinda. Cool. Now what's up? Um, so originally when I first got this game, the team from Nimblebit and their PR team sent me $5 worth of in-game currency. So as a disclaimer, they started me off with $5 worth of worth They got to give you a little taste. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which is still like a fraction of the value of the codes we get on a regular basis. But um, just for, you know, just for clarity, I got five bucks from them. Um, and I and I was talking and I go into length with this uh, with Steimer on what's good tomorrow if you guys want to hear like a real like knockdown drag out about Lego Tower. Um, and I just am having a lot of fun with it because I really like how they've incorporated this multiplayer element in a much better way that they have in their previous Tower games. Have you played Tiny Tower or Tiny Death Star or Tiny Vegas? Are you familiar with Tiny Tower as no. a mobile game? I'm not I'm not big in the mobile games, so okay. I don't really know. That's fine. I, it's my lot in the kind of funny crew to play the mobile games. Um, oh, I know from the Nokia days. Oh, yeah. yeah, Great. Oh my god. Um, and so snake. I like that they've really encouraged you to make friends, and it it works beneficially for everybody because when you're building your tower, the idea is that you have these individual levels. Like you can see my tower here that I have. Um, these levels and then each level has workers and then each level has workers that have a specialty. So if I have a Lego store, for example, I'm going to have a minifig that moves into one of my apartments that their dream job is to work in the Lego store. And so your goal is to like stock all of your stores with people whose dream job is to work there. So you gave us the pitch on this yeah. a couple weeks ago. It might have been last week. Right. Time flies. Yeah. The, the point I was trying to make, I don't mean to be repetitive. I apologize. Was that, it's really difficult to find the minifigs with the dream jobs for the towers that, for the levels that you have. Enter the friend system. Joey Noel. So We're Joey friends. and I are friends in Lego Tower. A lot of friends. I know. In Lego Tower. I um, tweeted out my <laughs> Yeah. And so if you have an abundance, maybe you have five people that all want to work at the ninja training level. Who wouldn't? But like... There can only be three. There's only spots for three. So now three. you've got two extras that are like, well, what? I don't want to go work in the mail room. You know, Jeez, I don't want to go work at the people. cafe. Sometimes and the like that, 
And so there are Not people whose life. dream job is to work in the mailroom. I've got three of them. Um, but <laughs> that, and then Joey's like, I don't have anybody who wants to work in My this. My mailroom is sad and empty. And then I can go, hey, Joey, let me send you this this worker who's dying to work in your mailroom. And then not only does it help me that I get to place my minifig in a great home, but then she gets to have a minifig that pays triple rent. Yeah. Oh, triple? wow. Triple. Damn. When they're in their dream job, they Breaking pay triple the rent. You guys are Lego slumlords. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, trust me. We're, evict- <laughs> we're evicting minifigs left and right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, if I have doubles, I just evict them if nobody else in my friend Oh, my God. Them. Ruthless. Joey, how have your mobile game journeys been going? Um, It's been really fun. I've been still playing Harry Potter. I do agree with what Andrea says about... I feel like I was maybe going to lunch with the two of you, and I was like way behind you because I kept stopping. Oh, yeah. No, we Cast walked out. to Seven oh, Eleven. Yeah, I've done that too. Okay, yeah, it was you, me, and Kevin. Times. We were walking to Seven Eleven. For the record, yeah. one of the days after Games Daily, I was reading the subs and I was giving them an update on you outside because oh, I saw you leave your car and then stop <laughs> and then walk a bit and then stop. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Um, I've been playing a lot of Lego Tower. It's. I feel like the timers on these are really well done compared, like. There's things that you can actively do while you have timers running in the background that make it more interactive than, say, like Pocket Camp, where it's like, Mm -hmm. I only logged in once every three hours to like harvest all my stuff and fulfill requests because you couldn't really do anything else um, other than that. So I really like that about Lego Tower. Um, And then I started playing the tower defense game that Tim was talking about. Kingdom Rush. Kingdom Rush. It's really fun. I beat it. I don't know if you heard that. No, that's awesome. It's really good. I really like it. It requires way more attention than I'm used to a mobile game requiring. So I can't <laughs> oh, really yeah, like you multitask. Can't, no, you can't it. multitask. It's a, it's a real game. Yeah. Totally. Which is, but that's not what I use my phone yeah. for. I use it for like the bullshit. Like, oh, I need the to time wasters. Bachelorette, time. essentially. Yeah. How much um, money do you think you put into Lego Tower? I think I've put like between 12 and 15 bucks in there. All right. Nothing. It's what not about like, Harry Potter? Uh, that's probably somewhere similar, maybe okay. a little bit more. It's not like Fortnite levels yet. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I just that when I when I was running my own math here, so far the Millers have put fifty three dollars into Pokemon. That's me and Jen. Mm. That's not bad. Things. No, I hey, put well, forty bucks into Pokemon Go. Yeah, it's the tip of the. This is the beginning. I was reading I a reset the, era thread today sure. um, of somebody that, and I didn't read into it. This was just the headline of the thread. Yeah, but it was like. After spending fifteen thousand dollars, I oh, think I finally Jesus. done everything I can do in Fire Emblem Heroes. And it was like the horny casino will get you. That's what Alexa Wright called Fire Emblem Heroes. Yeah, oh, the, the horny, horny casino. casino. Why is it the horny casino? Because you can spend a lot of money. She bullshit. she spent over a hundred dollars, I think, in Fire Emblem Heroes. I have to double check what her current figure is. But, but like fifteen thousand dollars. And again, hey, it's man, you're enjoying it. You know, but right? man, that oh, GTA yeah. online casino, you guys. Uh, anyway, we're not going there. Oh, yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of money, man. Like. That, that's insane. But if yeah, if you're Joey, can I more well, because that's the um because the big the whole, thing like, that you spend cut. money there is like the random roll to get the characters you want, right? Mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna try to I'm trying to figure this out. Get to the bottom of it. See, I think my, that's the next spend for me in, in in Pokemon is that a week from Saturday is the next community day, the August community day, and incubators are going three times as fast. So I was like, come on. Buy some more incubators, put them in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maximize my time, Davis. I just thought you don't you walk to Hatchem? Yeah, Yeah, but you have to buy the incubators, right? You you have one incubator for free. You and you can get them from Quest. Oh, so you you can only do one egg at a time. Right. With the with the the and the incubator you have is slow as hell too. Okay. So you put it in there. You put so basically you're 100 percent to hatch the egg. It has to be in an incubator, and then I have to walk it while it's in the incubator. It's the eggs just being loose. I just have a bunch of eggs. When you buy new incubators, are those like one use? They're like temporary. Most of them are three, I believe. 
Okay. So you get three uses out of them. Kind of like a wine barrel. I can only Does use anybody it like a use? Times. Right, I, I quit right after, but I got the. Do you guys remember sure. the Pokemon Go Plus, like a little wristband you yeah, can press yeah, a button? Yeah. I've seen them once. Do, do people use those anymore? Are those I see them. I see them at shows, like when we go to like PAX or RTX. People have them on their bags or their wrists or whatever. So why are you not partaking? I think that's a bridge too far for me personally. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Fanny packs, fine. Oh, uh, I look great in the, all the fanny packs. No, you don't. No Kevin, one's been nice enough to tell you that. Kevin. Porty fanny, looks great in the fanny pack. Thank you. Fanny packs are Porty, coming back this year. Porty. So uh, I got Barrett here to bring us back on track just a little bit. Sit. Oh, sorry, uh, we're talking about games in the game show. Fuck us, I guess. We're not uh, going to talk about Dr. Mario. <laughs> that game's great. Do you have anything to say about Dr. Mario? If you want me to okay. rant about how mad I am about the microtransactions in Dr. Mario. Just be better at the game, Andrea. Oh. I've been don't, playing don't come at me like for that, an Kevin. hour and 19 minutes right now. Still got plenty of lives. Still got plenty of lives. Damn. Also, do you ever check your mail? Because I, I keep getting 10 <laughs> lives. No, in the game. There's I haven't opened mailbox. it up. <laughs> When's the last time you've checked your mailbox, Andrew? <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having actual fun playing Lego Tower. Oh, I'm having a great time, too. All good. Right. Well, good. Everybody's happy, then. I'm glad we're all so happy. Glad I was able to Barrett. bring the show on track. What are you playing, Barrett? <laughs> uh, so. No, so Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Last week, God. Greg gave his kind of giant review impression stuff. You are now addicted and hooked. Last night, you guys went out and... Either drank or played the game or both. I'm not really drank sure game, played where game. it all fell yeah. Yeah. Into, into play. Both at the same time. Then well, we went what, home and watched My Hero Academy. Uh, I, I really love it. It brings me back to the um, Ultimate Alliance 2 uh, era of it's it's exactly what you remember it being. And now there's uh, more char- like there's different characters for, for them to build off of. The story is kooky and weird and it's just something that exists it's just to get a tour you of the marvel universe without yeah. spoiling anything does it deliver on like the moments that you kind of wanted of like the like the get hype like some random person popping up you're like this is gonna be really i tight. haven't felt that yet which is like why so you haven't like, beat it yet no i haven't beat it yet um I, like we just did the x-men level yesterday yep. so like how far would you say i am oh what that's world you're chapter four, right? Okay. So in that, there's ten chapters. Okay. So I'm about halfway through, but yeah, there's there's been nothing that's like blown my mind yet. But I do, I do hear after chapter seven or whatever, there's like the some problem. Like kind is, of it's the other thing stuff. too is I don't know how much you've looked at it. You've seen the character reveal, right? You've yeah, seen yeah, yeah, that, I've that, seen. That's that's the thing is for me when I was playing it blind for review, it was way easier to have those moments. I was like, oh fuck! I I, yeah, I, I, I had to direct the the party mode where yeah. y'all played, so I saw the character select. I was like, ah, it's pretty much. I, I feel like all that I can really get spoiled for me for the yeah. game, but um, yeah, it's it's a good old fun time it's playing nice the superheroes. Uh, and it was one of those games that I was telling Alyssa, I was like, hey, I think you'd be really into this. She's like, ah, like it's gonna be too many buttons to remember. I'm like, no, really, there <laughs> is not. There is that is not gonna be this game's good problem. <laughs> Does this game do anything for you? I played it at E3, and because uh, I played the other ones back in college when they were out, mm-hmm. uh, it was like I was like, oh, okay. It kind of feels like too similar to those, but then I found out that there's in single player you get like a different camera angle. Yeah, and you I was looking at footage of that, and I was like, this might be a little more. I love Ninja Theory mm-hmm. and uh, or Team Ninja. Who made it? Team Ninja. Team Ninja. Ninja. Uh, and I was like, maybe this is on my. I think once if it goes on a sale at any point, mm. I'll I'll snag it. Gotcha. Well, Nintendo produced it, so uh, never. So oh, yeah. never go on Good sale. Well, you can maybe get it like used at like a GameStop or something. Save up your mm-hmm. coins. I'm all about this, this generation on the Switch. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. 
Um, yeah, those little cartridges, I lose them all the time. But yeah, they're, they're great moments. Like, I unlocked Deadpool last night, and he, like, immediately when I started playing as him, it was like, oh, Gee, this spoilers. is... spoilers. Ex- <sighs> exactly. Uh, I mean, that he was a big marketing... Uh, <laughs> part, so. I'm fucking with you, Barrett. Um, t- I totally lost my thought. You're talking about Deadpool. You unlocked Deadpool. Um, the reveal the of Deadpool. Yeah, he, he, uh, he feels like exactly how he did in, like, the second one, and it brought me back and it was in a good way so um yeah there's definitely that feel of like oh these are definitely the same exact games from 10 or so years ago but yeah there's like little improvements here and there that like make you feel like oh like i I will give this a shot so yeah i'm loving it you've been playing anything else i don't know while you think of that i have a question about ultimate alliance Mm. if you're not super into the comic book aspect of the Marvel universe, maybe you're more of a MCU fan and you don't really know like the history of these Anything characters and where they come that, from. Yeah. Do you think people will still be able to have fun with this game and get most of the references? Obviously there's like lots of nuggets for like the hardcore fans, the true believers as Bill says. Um, mm. But like, w- will you feel lost if you're not? No, I don't think so. Especially cause the, the setup for this story is very much the infinity saga or whatever um and then like there's maybe two or three characters that i've seen so far that aren't in the mcu and it's like they give a pretty good description of just who they are generally as a character every time like they uh they pop up for the first time so i feel like if you're only an mcu person you're going to understand 90 percent of the story and characters in this game so okay i think it's a good like that's a good percentage yeah yeah How's your Zelda playthrough going? Because for people that don't know, what are you doing? Uh, I'm a broken human being, uh, and I got obsessed with an idea, let's see, two months ago of making myself play through nine different Zelda games in timeline order uh, and playing them one a month. So, so far I've played Skyward Sword and Ocarina of Time, uh, and that was just an emotional journey of going to... Skyward Sword, the biggest fuckery in the Zelda history of games, and I, I still can't believe that people gave that game a fucking 10 at the time. That was one of the, th- to give a story, that was one of the first games I ever looked up reviews for, because I played an hour of it, and I was like, I this is bad, right? Like, I gotta see what other people think about this, and everybody was giving it 10s and shit. I was like, am I the dumb one? No. And, and it, uh, no. Yeah. And it no. was nice to go back and actually like play through the entirety of it because I gave up like I think five hours in when it originally came out. And it was uh, it was nice to like actually go through the entirety and be like, okay, like I appreciate specific aspects of this game, but overall, yeah, that game's still bad. Uh, and then <laughs> Ocarina of Time, great, it's a great game. I can't really say much more about Ocarina of Time. It's dope. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, the next uh, game on my list, I'm doing the Fallen. Uh, hero um, timeline, which is if uh, Link dies in the end of Ocarina of Time. So the next game is Link to the Past, which I'm very excited for. Yeah. Question. Yeah. I was thinking about going back and finishing Ocarina of Time because I never finished that one. Oh. Um, and how long did your playthrough take you? Uh, 15 to 20 hours, maybe. Oh, that's yeah. definitely manageable. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Skyward Sword was like a grueling 45 hours. And I was definitely, like, at the end of that game, I was like, I don't know if I should go through with playing the rest of the series. But, yeah, Oc- playing Ocarina right after, it felt like, oh, not every game is going to be that sluggish. And, yeah, like I remember our trip to, our flight to RTX, I was able to get through, like, 
the first two dungeons in like an hour and a half to two hours. Do you think that was muscle memory though? Or I did, uh, to be fair, I did play Ocarina of Time again earlier this year. So um, you like knew where you where a lot of the puzzles were and yeah, like some yeah. of the boss strategies and, and stuff like but that. But I feel like even playing it today and knowing like the design of a lot of modern games, going back to Ocarina of Time is pretty simple. I, I feel like intuitive. It's, yeah, and it's straightforward. Um, and that's where you know a lot of I think it's the fault of Ocarina of Time of why we got Skyward Sword of how linear uh, Zelda games like really became in the dungeon design. Um, but uh, yeah, going back to it now, it's like it is way more intuitive than playing it back in the uh, 90s as a dumb kid and being like, I don't know how to push this block over here. It's just you just hold A and move it. That's all you do. Dumb you kids. fucking idiot. Yeah, kids are dumb. Yeah. Uh, then the 3DS port's great. It's awesome. It's the I, I honestly think it's the only way to play the game now. Um, I, well, I, haven't, know, for... I haven't charged up my 3DS in like a year. <laughs> just like just in You're the drawer. You're living your best life, Andrew. Mm. You got I mean, switch now. I, I got in the mood to replay it earlier this year, even outside of the uh, the whole uh, Zelda playthrough, um, because at the beginning of the year, Tim was the one who showed us the why Ocarina of Time is the saddest Zelda game. And yeah, I got like a 2DS XL, and that thing is awesome. It's uh, just a basically a 3DS, but without the the 3D in it. Because the regular 2DS is oh my god, the most awkward thing. The doorstop you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, but the 2DS XL, I forgot that that actually folds. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, uh, it folds, and it's like I think it was like 150, maybe 200. So it's essentially the 3DS XL without the 3D. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. It's like the Switch Lite. God, it's been a long time since I talked about that skew of hardware. Yeah, yeah. I just bought a Majora's Mask for it as well. I'm excited to get to that eventually. I'm playing through that right now. Oh, yeah? How you like My my 3DS is like in my bag. Nice. In the other room. Uh, I had never beaten Majora's Mask. Mm. I had tried it a lot, and this time I was like, I'm going to beat it. I didn't, but I've come to like more (laughs) the, the always going clock. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I, yeah. I get, like, you know, a lot of anxiety, anxiety over stuff. Yeah, it gives me anxiety. I can't play Majora's Mask. And I've, I've now learned that it's not that hard. What what pisses me off, I wish that when you went to temples, it would stop the timer. Because mm. I don't want to rewind the time when I'm going through, like, they give you plenty of ways to jump back to where you were. Like, yeah. little little progress. But just something about it story-wise, if I have to reset the timeline, it's like I didn't have all those interactions. Yeah. And so it, it feels, like, cheap. It's like, well, I was helping this princess, but then I had to rewind time so I could beat the the temple. Yeah. But she doesn't remember me, because it's like I didn't even do those things. <laughs> I, I, but that I, I liked uh, for, like, how it fits in the story, because Majora's Mask, I would say, is, like, uh, just the story that's set up is the most tragic out of all of them. Um, and, yeah. Until Breath of the Wild 2, baby. Let's get dark. I, I, it's yeah, about I time. Yeah. It's time for them to get a little gritty. That was dope. Let's get let's, yeah. Let's get back to the Majora's Mask and uh, Twilight Princess like kind of vibes. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, let's go. Baby. Did you think Majora's Mask was Link's dark, Awakening though? was really sad. Was it Majora's Mask? I mean, dark. like no, I'm talking about like really dark for the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even going back to like the like uh, little side missions and stuff, and like talking to uh, like a bunch of people. Like, there's a lot of like weird, creepy, and sad like little stories throughout that game that kind of get like overlooked because you're trying to play through all the dungeons and whatnot. Maybe it's just the art style of that game that does not make it feel gritty or dark enough for me because mm, it just yeah. feels so cartoony that mm. I can't like I can't actually believe it to be as sad and as 
dark as they're trying to make it off to be, mm. which is what I think is exciting about what they could potentially do with Breath of the Wild 2, because yeah. I think what they did with Breath of the Wild was so innovative for the franchise, even though it still obviously has that very animated look to it, mm. but it's different than what we've seen in, in previous Zeldas. So. Yeah, that's mm. true. Yeah, I do agree with you. Uh, the ending of Link's Awakening is really, really sad. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait for Link's Awakening. First time playing it. Very stoked. Oh yeah, I'm very, I, I playing it. it I love it when it works out. Nobody so can tell. It just looks like dropping. It's Link's Awakening. It's <laughs> a perfect way to end it. Davis, thank you for joining us. Where can people find you? Uh, the Warp Zone. Uh, on YouTube and Facebook and patreon.com slash the warp zone. There you go. You guys, they make amazing videos. If you want to watch some of the best done sketch comedy, crossover gaming, geek culture stuff, go check out the warp zones channels. They're really great. Specifically check out the fast and furious Mario (laughs) crossover video. Yes. It is amazing. It's so good. We watched it today on an episode of we have cool friends. Um, so you can go watch it in that episode or just go watch it on their channel. Either way, uh, it's really good stuff. Watch it on both. Yeah, watch Give it on Give them the both. clips. Give clicks. everyone the clicks. Click left, click right. Right, Greg? Right, Tim. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're going to get to the post show. So if you're a Patreon supporter, we'll see you there. Otherwise, see you later, suckers. <laughs>